This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Lodge Kohler Kickoff Show. Bring it in on three. One, two, three. It's Friday night. Time for an in-depth and unique spotlight on a member of your green and gold. Ready? Ready? Now. Live from the Leaps and Bounds Cafe at Lodge Kohler in Green Bay, here's the big unit, Bill Michaels. Welcome one, welcome all. Happy holidays to everybody as well. We are broadcasting live here at uh, Lodge Kohler. We are here in Green Bay, and we're going to talk with uh, Packer Safety Adrian Amos coming up here momentarily. Uh, but Desi is with us, uh, who is uh, for the food and beverage uh, you know, section of things, I guess if you want to call it that, up here at uh, Lodge Kohler. And every week we do a wine. Every week it's something different. Every week we get a description. How you doing? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So what did you bring us today? I brought you some Cabernet from Washington. It's called Substance. Okay. Um, this is made by a very famous winemaker, Charles Smith. He was one of the only winemakers who was named Winemaker of the Year twice. Um, he used to be in the music industry, but then he decided he really likes wine and he can make pretty good wine. Yeah. Um, this specific wine, it's amazing for this time of the year. Um, it's bold. It's just for the cold weather right now. Okay. It's amazing. And it's great value. It was named one in the top 100 of Wine Spectator. So All right. great awards. There you go. So that's the wine that we have here the, today. And Desi, appreciate it always. For, thanks for And of this course. is available upstairs at Tavern in the yes, Sky, too, is. correct? Yes, there you go. Desi, thank you so much. My okay. pleasure. There Have you go. Days. Absolutely. Cheers to everybody. Adrian Amos joining us up here at the table. So uh, how you been, man? Man, I've been good. Thanks for having me. You tired? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Long they push day. your week back. What people don't understand is today, Friday, is actually a Thursday for you guys. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, this um one of our long work days, and uh, get a lot of the game planning in, a lot yeah. of meetings, you know, and then one of our tougher practices as well. You uh, you were with the Bears last year when you guys went to the postseason, so it's not like you're uh, unfamiliar with this. So. You guys know you're in. You get a win last week against the Bears, uh, but now you can win the division. This is a big game coming up regardless. Not only is it a big game in the sense of the standings, it's a big game in the sense of hey, all eyes are on you guys coming up on, on Monday night, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a real big game. And uh, coming into the season, you know, our, our main goal was to win the North. So, um, you know, we can do that with this win um, uh, this weekend, well, Monday. Yeah. Um, and we can do that and then – um, control our fate, you know, whether we're going to get a bye or not in the playoffs. But that's, you know, that's, um, you know, down the road. But it all starts with this week. So what is it like? Because you guys just played the Bears last week, uh, the second time this season. And then obviously uh, this Monday you'll play the Vikings the second time and then uh, Detroit after that. But what is it like when you face a team for the second time? How much do, how much do things change? Um, you can't change everything at this point of the season. Um, there's a lot of tells, but... You know, teams that know they play each other in the division, they, you know, they they tend to uh, switch their tendencies when they're going against division opponents. 
um, when you have to see somebody twice. So uh, something that we, you know, we think is a tell, we think is a tell. Um, they might switch it up at least one time just to keep us honest. But, you know, it all comes down to, um, you know, execution at this point. Um, and then we have, to, we have to win that turnover battle. First time you guys got off to a fast start, uh, really the only time Dalvin Cook gashed you guys was that 75-yard touchdown. Other than that, you guys pretty much held the run game in check. Uh, and then it was uh, up to Kirk Cousins to kind of play catch-up. And, and that's when you can kind of pin your ears back as a defender, right? Because you know what they got to do. You know they got to throw the football. So then it's just – does it make it easier knowing that, or is it still extremely difficult? Um, you know, sometimes, it. you know, it, I mean, we would always want that fast start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, I would ask for that each and every, each and every week. But, um, you know, I, I know defensive linemen love it. Because you know they they're not playing as hard you know as um, you know sound with the run because they you know they know they got to throw right. so um, I know like Z and Preston you know them guys enjoy that um, but we gotta we are expected to be tight you know coming up into this game we got expected to be tight we're gonna have to you know stop the run because this this Vikings team they they thrive on the run um, that's how they go that play action game and everything comes off of their their um, strong run game. So over the last few weeks, really since the fourth game of the season, you guys were ranked extremely high in many of the categories. And then as the season went on, you guys descended a little bit. Now the question is, and we hear this all the time, and I'm going to ask you, so is this a, quote, bend but don't break defense, or is this a defense in which you're not really wanting to give up yards, but once you guys get inside the red zone as a defense, you guys have been tight. So is there a philosophy to that, or is it just some big plays and some communication at this point in time have hurt you? And then once you guys get your backs pressed against the wall, it seems like your better football comes out. Is that a fair assessment? No, um, I'm not big into the the stats as far as yards and things like that because if you take, you know, four games where we're up, you know, up two, three scores at the end of the game and they get 100 yards on the last drive that didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how defensive stats can get skewed right. uh, when you're talking about as far as um, – you know how many yards you're giving up, and I know a lot of people look at total yards as that's what your defense yeah, that's, is ranked. That's tough. But um, you know, we're good when we're our, our you know when we've won games and we've been great in games is when we kept teams out the end zone. We got takeaways. Right. You know that's that's what um, has to be our plan. You know for the rest of the season, if we're getting takeaways and we keeping guys out the end zone. Um, I think, you know, we, we're going to put our teams in a great opportunity to win. So where defense is where a defensive mindset is, and I, I go this direction as well, yeah. but you look at it as points per game. For what sure. are you giving up? You know, because you can give up, like you said, a 100-yard drive, seven points meaningless at the end of a ball game versus what you did in the first three quarters, and that's keep somebody to 10 points or less and your offense has got a big lead, that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why, you know, you know, stats, you know, steps are big, but – at the same time, stats can be misleading, you know, in in, in situations like that. Because, you know, I know a lot of teams be like, how are y'all high in points per game but very low in, in these numbers? Like, which one would you take? You know what I'm saying? Would you rather be that right. team that's, you know, keeping guys out the end zone or would you rather be a team that's keeping guys to minimal yards? Yeah. Um, I, I got to ask you. I got to go back because we, we've been talking. What we do – in this business is we try to break down and play down all the scenarios, who you want to face, who you want to see, and all that kind of stuff. So let me ask you this. You guys, out of the losses that you have had this year, everybody has come over on the program, and I said, you know, man, that that, that San Francisco loss just looked ugly. It just 
And everybody said, no, we feel we can beat San Francisco. The game we got beat at was the Chargers. And was communication the biggest issue in that San Francisco game? Do you um, feel? I just think we didn't play complimentary football, um, you know, on bo- both ways. I feel like we played them very tough um, early on in the game. Um, the touchdown that they got, you know, they, they got the ball at the one-yard line, you know what I'm saying, right. and they, they ran it in. So, um, and then after that, we played well, and then we broke down, you know, as the game went on. It was a couple communication things, um, but it's a, still a lot of things that can be cleaned up. It's not even really communication. It's just really on those plays, I don't think, that, like the the big run with Kittle, I don't think that was a really a communication thing. It was more of an execution thing, um, you know, with just everybody being on their assignments. So, um, yeah, we it, it's not it's not a thing where we really fear any team, you know, right. that we're going to play. I feel like we know it, especially you know on the defensive side of the ball, we know that we can you know compete with any 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 offense right. out there when we're we're on our game. We have the we have the talent on each level of the defense. So um, we just know that we we just we can't afford this the NFL. You can't afford to go out there and make mistakes. That's right. that's really what it come down to. Do you guys look at uh, the NFC right now? And that's why this game is a big game because if you you win this game, you win the division. Chances are you can end up with at the very least a two seed. So when you look at it, you think would New Orleans have to come here? Dome team. San Francisco might have to come here. That's a California team. You know, I mean, still a little bit cooler weather, but California. Seattle, they don't have great weather there, but you understand it. And plus, you got another dome team in Minnesota. Even though they are in Minnesota, they play in a dome. They don't play consistently outside. Do you look at it as that building across the street from us is the biggest advantage you guys have right now going into uh, the postseason? I mean, for sure. You know, when you in the postseason, you want every advantage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, at this point, you know, um, when you get to the playoff, teams are so close as far as, um, you know, ability, as far as team. Um, you want every advantage. So, Anytime we can have all those teams come here, you know that that's great, especially on on defense. Um, you know, offense that that ball gets a harder. The ground, you know, yeah. it's a little harder when you tackling, you know, tackling guys to the ground. Um, you know, it, it's just a place that people don't really want to play. Uh, looks like Dalvin Cook is not going to be playing in this ball game. They haven't said anything official, but officially, but when you saw the injury, you just got the sense he wasn't going to be playing in this one. How does that change things as far as the first time you saw them versus going into this ball game? They may rely more now on the pass and Kyle Rudolph and the tight end, and you know it, it could change things up for them. Do you ha- do you prepare for that, or you just look at it as, hey, no Dalvin Cook to worry about, but we still got the run game to stop? Yeah, when they're when they're clicking, they're running the football. So I think I think they're gonna come out with the same philosophy. They're gonna try to um try to run the ball, try to run the ball, run the ball, and then get to that play action with that, you know, they got deep threats. Um some some good guys out at receiver. So um and the 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 running backs that are there are, are good as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh a couple of explosive backs. So um we still have to go in with that same mindset. We have to stop the run first and then and then um then start making stuff cloudy for Kurt. You guys just faced the Bears in the 200th meeting between those two franchises, and that seems to be the rivalry. You know, when you went to Chicago, they said, you know, got to beat the Packers. Uh, Packers fans always want to beat the Bears, but there is, as far as competitiveness goes, more consistently it's been 
with Minnesota and Green Bay than it has been with Chicago and Green Bay. Is this a big week in that locker room just because of that from older guys, the veterans, Tremont and Aaron and David, and you look at those guys, Brian, that have been through this and say, man, that's that, that that's a hell of a rivalry over there. Um, I think I don't think anybody has been putting too much emphasis on, you know, that is them. It's really been about what opportunity we have this week. You know, this this opportunity to come and um, to win the division, win the North. And uh, I know we're going into a tough environment. You know, this a you know it's a loud place to play. It's a you know big, nice stadium and everything. And um, we know that, that you know they're one of the most you know roster wise, they might be the ta- most talented you know uh, team in you know in NFL. So. Um, we know what you know, what this is and what this means to us. So um, I think everybody just nobody really has to say it's unspoken. You know, what I'm saying everybody just um, on that track, and you can see it from the focus during this week. You you know what it's like to play in that building. How tough is it to play at US Bank Stadium? Well, me as a you know on defense, you know it's yeah. usually quiet there, but um, um, I know it gets real loud. I, I think it's you know top three. You know, with with the how loud it gets in there, you know, with their chants and um and, horn. and everything getting yeah, and, and everything echoes in there. So yeah. um it's a tough place to play. Um you know, especially for opposing offenses, um, you know, having to change up how they, you know, calling things and how they're getting that their cadence off and you know, and they've had a great defense for for, you know, a while now. So um I think, you know, it's always a tough place to play, but we have to go out there and we have to ma- match that energy, if not exceed that energy, you know, out there because uh, this, this is a big game for us. Do you, and just speaking of that, do you hate that horn? Is man. that just an – or do you even hear it when you're on the field? I don't or is know. it just annoying? I mean, man, in football, like, <laughs> to me, to me in, in stadiums, like, going to different stadiums and, you know, hearing that different chance, like – that's stuff I love. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, you know, like when it's live like that. The, the stadiums I hate is when you go in there and it's just, you know, somber and yeah. you feel like you you playing a high school I can, game. I, I can I don't live like with games. the the Bears music. I can live with Kansas City. I can live with a lot of it. it the the horn after every first down and everything. <laughs> it just. A, a, a pass catch. It's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just annoying. Yeah. We're talking with Adrian Amos, the uh, safety for the Green Bay Packers. We're here for the Lodge Kohler kickoff. We're also brought to you by our friends at Underwarmer and the, the play of the game, by the way. Devontae Adams on fourth down. He gets a touchdown reception. That's the hot play of the game brought to you by Underwarmer. It's a single-use heat-based layer compression shirt, eight large air-activated heat packs. They are built right into the shirt, staying warm up to 12 hours for under 15 bucks. The Underwarmer, that is a game-changer. Available at Gasser uh, Hard Hardware Shields and Green Bay Jersey Store. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll step away. We'll come back. Now we got to talk a little bit about the holidays in this Packers team. Stay tuned. We got more of the uh, Green, or I should say, uh, the Lodge Kohler kickoff. I'm in different shows right now. Lodge Kohler kickoff up here at Lodge Kohler right after this. Broadcasting the Lodge Kohler kickoff. We are live here at Lodge Kohler in Green Bay. Hey, I want to remind you, the Green Bay Legends cruise, they've got a great roster this year with guys like Blake Martinez, George Koontz, Leroy Butler, Doug Evans, Mark Tausch. You can go on and on and on. It's a five-day cruise to the Bahamas. And, there, and no, it's not on Carnival, by the way, in case you were 
watching the news tonight, saw the two ships running at each other. Uh, Going to go to the Bahamas. They're inviting you to join them. Check it out at GreenBayLegendsCruise.com. That's GreenBayLegendsCruise.com. Adrian Amos, uh, safety for the Green Bay Packers, joining us up here tonight uh, for the Lodge Kohler kickoff. Uh, so the holidays are coming. People tend to forget, you know, you guys are absolutely, actually human beings, and, you know, you got a game coming up. But you got the holidays, and you're just sitting here telling me, "Yeah, you got to get to the mall. You got to do some shopping. You know that kind of thing." It's not all football all the time. So, so how difficult is it this time of year, especially with Christmas butting up against uh, a Monday night football game, that you got to get everything done? And do you guys get a chance to get away? Do you, or do you guys stay here and then bring family into town? Oh, stay here. Yeah, it's no um, no holidays for us really, um, as far as you know, getting to go home and, and things like that. But um, my family actually coming up, my mother, my sisters, uh, my brother coming up here for Christmas this year. And, um, you know, we're we doing the whole Christmas thing here. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Christmas is coming after us winning the, the division. Then I'm right. happy in the house and, you know, enjoying my family. Um, either way, I'm enjoying my family. But, um, um, but yeah, you know, it's just the way it is now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I haven't really had holidays since high school really you know right. i haven't really had you know full you know full holidays with the family and being able to be home and you know so um that's just the way it goes when you were in college now did you you didn't you don't usually go home if you're playing ball usually that's the time that you're gearing up for your bowl game which is coming in like a week exactly. if you're playing a new year's day so you're heavy into practices and film study and preparing so you know, when you're in college you don't go home either it's not like you get a chance to get out of there unless the family comes there you're you're pretty much phoning it in yeah, not really. Maybe in college you you may get a little bit more time because you had that break, um, but you don't get Thanksgiving. But you you may get depending on where your bowl game is. If it's the if you got a New Year's Day bowl, then you might be able to stay home until the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But um, if you some games are on the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, right, right, things like that. So you don't you, you're not home for for christmas at all so now are you a, a a football junkie in the sense that now tomorrow you guys have your f- saturday is your friday so tomorrow's the day you kind of take care of yourself and then you go home are you one of these guys that goes home and you flip it on you got a good game with buffalo and new england you got a good game coming up tomorrow night as well or are you just if it's on it's on if not no big deal you're in game mode um sometimes um it depends on who playing you know yeah. i might um might might put the game on if it if it's a you know team a guy or one of my guys is playing, um, or I just turn the basketball game on. Yeah, um, you know I, I like watching NBA, so um, you know it it just depends on how I'm yeah. feeling that day. You know what I'm saying it's not nothing. I, you know I got to I got to go watch you know this game or that game. Um, you know I'm gonna see the highlights. I catch the highlights. So quite a few of the guys get down to the five serve. Did you go down there yet? Have you been down to catch a a, a game for, uh, of the Bucks? Oh yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe two or two or three. I may, I yeah. think I may, I may have been the three. Um, I know the whole defense just went a couple weeks ago, so yeah. Um, we all went down there and watched the game. Did you guys sit around last night and watch the Bucks and the Lakers last TV? Uh, no. I, I mean, I caught bits and pieces and then you know saw all the highlights. But yeah. you know, it was a big game for Giannis. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, so when you bring the family into town, do you guys know your schedule for next week? Do you get one day where it's just I'm home with the family, and then after that, we're back to work. Um, that's probably what it's going to be. I, I don't really know the schedule, but you know, hopefully that day is Christmas. Yeah, and um, we off on Christmas. So, um, and this this my uh, my son first time, you know, 
you know, being able to be excited about gifts or anything. So I know he's going to be excited about the gifts on yeah. the tree. So now here's a question for you. So you got your son, you got family, and say they want to go. Let's go to the sledding hill over in Titletown. Yeah. Are you allowed to do that? Um, or are you not allowed to do that? Or not allowed to go skating or anything? During the, during the season, I'll be tired. I don't, I don't want to do nothing. Okay. Like, y'all, go, y'all go ahead. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I was just wondering. I didn't want to see Adrian Amos go shooting out of a tube somewhere and end oh. up on the injury report or something like that. No, I'm not a guy that's you know too risky when it comes to yeah. you know, extra stuff. My my risky is off season basketball. That's it. <laughs> what what do guys what do guys do? Um, you know, maybe has a girlfriend. Uh, they don't have a, you know family that's coming to town. Does got a lot of guys in the team get together, or somebody go over somebody else's house, or you just hang, or because I mean, that's different. Everybody's in from out of town, basically. Yeah, I mean, it depends on situations and, you know, where you're at. But everybody, you know, has a place to go. Like, I know a couple people going, you know, may come to my house, um, you know, because my mother going to be in town cooking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doors open, you know, especially right. no, nobody in, in the house, you know. I mean, nobody in the on the team is going to, you know, not have a place to go. Right. So, so what what's on the menu from mom? Uh, macaroni and cheese, you know, uh Barbecue chicken, regular chicken, all types of chicken. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we're going to have some yams. Yeah. Know? Basically, you know, pretty much pretty much Thanksgiving. But, yeah. You know, probably, I don't, I don't know if we're going to have a turkey or not. Right. Um, but. Are they going to the game and then coming over, or are they uh, just meeting you up here after the game? No, they're, 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 going, they're actually going to be here this weekend. Okay. And so they're you know, just going to stay, you know, stay the week, so. So they got the whole family now. You got you got enough room at that house? Yeah, for sure. But they, okay. um, you know, they really coming to see my son now. Yeah, they don't like me that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know your place in life, yeah, sure. you're ahead of the game. Yeah. So when you guys, uh, as a team, going back to this upcoming game, um, we, we talked a little bit about the intensity of the rivalry and about what the game means. Do you look around the rest of the NFL? Now I know I'm not looking at it in the sense of who you may or may not play. I'm just looking at it as a sense of, do you look around the rest of the NFL and watch highlights and see who's winning and who isn't and teams surprise you? I mean, when, when you look at rosters and you say, man, they got a lot of talent, they're not getting it done. Or this team I didn't think would get it done. Look what they're at. Now, do you do you guys get caught up in the NFL or is this your job that once you leave it, you kind of leave it here? I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. So, you know, I, you know, I watch, you know, I see what, what guys are doing. Um, I'm not a. I don't get too surprised at different things though, because this is the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, you know, the the best team and worst team are not far off as far as like, if you want to talk talent wise, the the best team were they're not too far, too far off. But team, some, certain teams gel together, how people come together, and you know, having that right combination of talent. Um, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too surprised. Well, I, I watch. You know, I watch and I pay attention. Yeah. Um, especially teams. I know we're we're playing. You know, playing coming up soon. You know, guys, and then, you know, you build relationships over the all the years of playing football that you see guys that you've played with or you just know or you know you, you just enjoy watching. So, you know, you, you see a lot of that. So. Uh, the other night we watched Drew Brees break the all-time touchdown record. Does stuff like that, because of specifically as a defensive back and secondly as a football player, do you marvel at the accomplishments of of guys like that? Um, yeah, I mean it's always a good deal when you know you see you know 
history hall of fame yeah. yeah history hall of fame types um you know do well you know you 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 know as players you like seeing people do well you like seeing people break right not on you but right. you know you like you like to see you know people do things like that um you know uh, especially uh, someone like drew Brees. when i was in you know high school and college you know i'm watching him play then i got a chance to play against him and you know now he's the you know record holder so um you know you always watch stuff like that is there a, a di- now greatness is greatness but how big of a difference is there between an average quarterback and a great quarterback? I mean, what makes, as a guy who has to face them, what makes them so good? You face Aaron Rodgers. What, what makes guys like that good? Yeah, um, some people are, you know, super talented. And then uh, some people are, you know, they talented. Um, and when I say super talented, I mean super talented compared to the rest. And then you got some that are, you know, they're talented but you know they're they're you know they're smart they're you know they work so hard at it they they improve they get better they study um and then you got some guys that are both you know what I'm saying and I think like Aaron is one that's both you know he has the you know you know if not you know one of the best arms if not the best arm we've seen and then um you know he has the other things like he's smart he you know he knows the, knows the game and um, and works hard at it. So um, I think that's what separates, you know, the rest, the ones that can do both, the ones that, you know, have both, that they have a talent and, um, you know, they work hard at it. When you look at the postseason, and this is the reason when we start to break it down, we know it's a quarterback-driven league and defenses can sustain offenses or can win you games with turnovers and give it back to offenses. But when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC, you know, the the guy in the AFC is Tom Brady. He's been there, done that numerous times. They've been winning championships. But the guys that you've got, Breeze has won a championship. You guys with Aaron Rodgers have won a championship. Russell Wilson has won a championship. You guys some really talented quarterbacks. Now, guys like Garoppolo hasn't proven proven himself yet, and Kirk Cousins never won more than ten games, never won a playoff game. So, you you look at quarterbacks that are stacked in the NFC. Do you feel the NFC is just that tough because you've got so much good competition and so much good quarterback play? Yeah, I mean, you you do have those. You have a lot of high power offenses um, over here in the, the NFC. Um, you know, I said, you know, even if we just looking at uh, the NFC North in our division, um, starting the beginning of the year, I was like, um, top to bottom, like as far as like gunslinging quarterbacks, I feel like you know this one of the top divisions as far as that because you have. You know, Matthew Stafford, I think, you know, has all the ability in the world. Um, you know, he can throw it all over the place. You got Cousins, when he's on, he's on. You know, saying mm-hmm. that he can, you know, throw a lot of yards. And then you got Aaron. And then, um, you know, even, you know, Chicago, I know, you know, his, you know. Mitch is, Mitch. Mitch is not, you know, as proven. But at times they get hot as well, you know, when he's um when he's running around and he's throwing the ball. So like, like they have a lot of ability to be great on offense as well. Does does so Mitch like... take too much criticism in Chicago? I mean you've watched him work, you've watched across from him in, in practice. Because a lot of times they always say Wednesday through Thursday or Wednesday through Friday is what makes you win on, on Sunday. So does Mitch take too much criticism? Oh no. I... Or is Chicago just that pressure pack that they're just always looking for targets? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to play in Chicago. Um you know, it's probably you know it's it's hard to be a quarterback in Chicago as well. Um, it's just 
they jump on you. <laughs> they yeah. jump on you over there. So um I think at times, you know, Mitch has shown that he you know, he can be, be really good. Um, you know, other times he hasn't been. But um the reasons, you know, who knows, but um I I will say it's you know it's tough over there. Yeah. Well, you picked him. I yeah. mean, that last play down yeah. down there in Chicago. I mean, you you saw something that uh, not a lot of people saw, and you got we went up and got it. So, uh, kudos to you. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a lot more broadcasting live up here. It is the Lodge Kohler kickoff. We are here in Lodge Kohler. By the way, if you want to follow us on all the uh, social media platforms, Facebook it's Lodge Kohler kickoff. The same on Instagram and on Twitter. It is simply Kohler kickoff. You can follow us there. Stay tuned. We've got more of the Lodge Kohler kickoff with Adrian Amos coming up right after this. Welcome back. We are glad to have you. It is uh, the Lodge Kohler kickoff. We are here at Lodge Kohler, brought to you by our friends at Hupie and Abraham. Under Warmer, the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame, the Green Bay Legends Cruise, and Lammy Sports as well. Don't forget uh, the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame announced that the Green Bay Packers legends Brett Favre and Jordy Nelson, they were selected for induction into the seventh and 70th anniversary class from the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. That's going to take place on June 5th, 2020, out in Madison. And if you want to get a table or you want to get in on this, all you got to do is go to 414-727-3605. 414-727-3605, and you can get yourself some seats and go to that incredible event, the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Adrian Amos of the Green Bay Packers here with us at the table. So we were just sitting here kind of you know, talking a little bit off the air. Uh, I want to talk to you because you were looking at some social media. We we do social media. I get reminded of every, every stupid thing that I say. How difficult is it to be uh, a player in the NFL and have a social media account that's tagged on everything? Because you'll get, you know, you make a great play, great play, praise, but, you know, opposing fans can be brutal. If you miss a play, your own fans can be brutal. How tough is it? Um, you know, early on, you know, it, get, it you know, it's tough. Then you learn to uh, really ignore it. Um, cause some, you know, sometimes it, it can get under your skin just because like, especially when people don't really know what they're talking about. Sometimes it's, it's like, like, you don't, you don't even, you know, you don't even make sense. So, but, um, at a time you gotta know that some people just, you know, you know, clickbait or, you know, they just want a reaction out of you. Sometimes, right. sometimes somebody will say something outlandish just so you'll respond to them. And then, you know, you made that day for responding to them. So, um, you know, you just gotta learn to ignore it, um, learn to laugh at it, really. Yeah, is it? I would assume with athletes, you do it more for just a a little bit of an insight and glimpse into who you are, and then some charitable things, foundational things, stuff like that. Because, like you said, you can't. First of all, you can't sit there and interact with everybody, and secondly, most of the stuff I've always called it Twitter muscles. Most of the stuff in 140 characters is is just nasty there's there's I, whoever invented social media that was great that they wanted people to communicate but man oh man it's gotten to uh some ridiculous things i mean yeah for sure you know um i kind of you know if you look at my twitter and things i'm you know i'm mostly talking about basketball or, um not really football um but yeah regardless of you know in games and everything like that um you go look at your social media is everything that you did wrong, even if you it wasn't you that did it wrong. But right. um and then uh people are real, you know, tough behind Twitter. If you can type it, you know what I'm saying, they, you know, feel, people feel like they you know, they're entitled to say whatever they want. So, um, like I said, you just gotta, you know, ignore it and, you know, take the good with the bad, laugh at it and 
you know, really have fun with it. You do the, do you guys ever interact with each other? I mean, yep. do you guys read each other's Twitter accounts and say, are you kidding me? This is what this person said or that person said. Do you, do you, do you follow certain people? Yeah, you know, you know, follow, you know, guys around the league. Um, you know, um, I know I, I get a lot of my news from Twitter, you know what I'm saying? I don't really yeah. watch the watch the news, but uh, Twitter and Instagram, that's when I see, you know, everything that's happening in the world when um, – you know, with this whole impeachment thing, I feel like right. you can learn more on Twitter than <laughs> than CNN because you know everybody got all the articles out there and everything. So, um, but yeah, with other guys, you know, I know during like like I said, basketball season, I get into it back and forth with other guys on on that about that. Um, but yeah, I really try to stay away from football really yeah. on uh, social media because. Regardless of what I what I tweet, they think I'm talking about football anyway. So right. you know, I say I say I'm tired. They be like, "Well, you know, tired of what was practice too hard? You know, yeah. you're not even talking about you know right. talking about football." So um, you know, you really gotta watch everything you say. Do you go through? Because I, I know I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, rookies will go through that when they come into the league. You go through of what the, the do's and don'ts, right? right? Um, but I feel like how big social media is now that you. You know, you you getting that in in college already. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're being taught and 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 talked to about that all along. And then when you come in, it's just like you just gotta know, you know, when they ignore things. You know, you know what to say. Even if you're responding, you know, don't respond that make yourself look worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not you're not winning a Twitter argument with somebody that doesn't have a name or anything right. to lose. So you, you're never gonna win that. How difficult is it not for you? Because I think. Um, for many athletes and people that are in the public eye, you learn to get a callousness to it almost. It's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. You know, no matter how nasty it is or whatever, it's like, eh, who cares, you know. How difficult is it for those around you, family, friends, mom, sisters, brothers, wives, girlfriend? How difficult is it for them? Because that, that's where I've found over the, the, in, in the past where that's where it affects, affects you more is when people hear or see things. Then they'll say, oh, my God, did you hear what was said? Yeah, for sure. And and when I said early on it was hard, it that's the reason that you know it becomes hard because, you know, um, you know my my family you know searches my name on Twitter you know yeah. sometimes and, and I'll be like y'all can't do that you know because they're you know to me you know it don't affect me but to them you know it's like I gotta defend you know my right. son or my brother or, or whatever um, you know and they um, they want to go back and forth and argue or. Um, you know, they tell me about it. I say, I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay away from it. Now you, you telling me right. when I'm trying to stay away from it. And I don't want to hear that, you know, you know, every day. So, um, I feel like we got a good system, you know, they, they still do it, but they don't tell me nothing about right. it. So, you know, uh, you know, uh, just, just another way to ignore it, you know, right. and they, and they starting to realize that a lot of stuff they're saying is just, you know, foolishness too. So, um, you know, they're getting better with, you know, not looking at it. Speaking of the fact that uh, you're you friends and family now, you know you're locked into the postseason. At what point do you start getting the calls uh, for tickets? Now, you guys aren't going in as a wild card. You're going to have a home game eventually. But at what point do friends and family start saying, hey, first home game, postseason, I'm, I'm there. You know, can you get me tickets? Um, My family really know not to do that with me, really. really? You know what I'm saying? They, who who the, deals with Because I know – uh, they always say when you get into the postseason, it's always have a family member deal with that, and and that way you just concentrate on football. Is there somebody in your family that kind of deals with that? Um, not really. Um, it's really, 
you know, I, I mean, I know the people that come, they come, and, yeah. and I know they're going to come. But the extra this and that, um, you know, I don't really deal too much with that. I feel like I, you know, I wean that out, you know, early on, and I don't really have that problem with, you know, getting people, you know, hey, you know, you can get me tickets to this or that, because right. um, they know, you know, a lot of times I, I tell them that it's a price to see if they still pay to come. You know what I'm saying, and then, <laughs> and then like, be, you know, I have I've had family members that you know I tell them this is the price to come, you know, and if they come, then I still give it to them for free. But um, you know, just to see if they just wanted something free or they was, you know, they really wanted to just come, you right. know, come to support. Um, how difficult is it at this point? You know, you have more work to do, but how difficult is it to start looking down the road into the postseason? Um, you start well, I mean, kind of yeah, like yeah. the dare to dream thought you know what i mean you know I, I think you know i think everybody you know in the back of their head they, they look ahead a little bit but um it's just about your your actions can't show you looking ahead you know what I'm saying you have to still take that same mindset each and every day that you know you're looking to what's right now and um i feel like that there's no down the hill if we don't um you know handle what we got right now because you know this this right now you know makes down the road a little bit easier you've been through this obviously last year you got guys that have been there aaron Rodgers has won a super bowl david bakhtiari's been there balag has been there you've got Tremont williams has won a super bowl so you've got experience in that locker room but yet a first year head coach so how has coach handled winning and clinching a spot in the postseason and then keeping you guys focused and moving the train forward um you know he's been consistent um consistent with, with, with what he's saying um taking it one game at a time um and he's trying to you know relate that to everybody just having that focus and and you know taking it one day at a time um you know and i feel like we, we're working together as far as you know he he talks with the you know leadership of the team a lot and 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 we all try to relay the same messages you know around the locker room when you guys put the, the, the leadership council together, that was uh, Zedarius and Aaron. Am I correct in this? Zedarius and Aaron, and then they decided that they're going to talk to the coach and kind of carry the, the, the weight in between you know you guys and the coach and try to make sure everybody's on the same page. I know that was something Zedarius talked about. Was that something that just popped up in the season where you just felt more communication was needed? Um, it, it, it's more than just them two now, um, now but, um, yeah, I don't know what was, you know, what, what was there earlier or when, you know, it became official to being that. I was just saying in general, like, you know, he speaks back and forth with us and and with the leadership of the teams. And he, he does, you know, listen to feedback. You know, he might not always – he's always open to it. So, you know, he may not always do what we want, but um, he's always going to listen. Has he, has he had a moment um, – I remember when Charles Woodson was here and, and uh, Dom Capers took over and, and Charles just didn't like the defense and said, it just, it's not going to work, I'm not comfortable. And Dom came down and said, you do what I do and be where I tell you to be. And if you don't like it after a couple of games, we'll, 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 we'll change things. And then the very first game, he was where he was supposed to be, ended up with a pick, and he came over and said, I swear by this defense, I'm, I'm buying in, okay, let's go. And the rest is history because they won a Super Bowl with it. Um, have you had moments like that where it's uncomfortable, it doesn't feel right, maybe something with Petten's defense or the scheme, and you said, man, I just – this is – and then all of a sudden you're in the right place and right time, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. Or where he has said to you, okay, this isn't working, what do you think? And then you tell him, and then he's gone, oh, okay, I understand what you're saying now. Do you have a lot of that? 
Um, you know, I, I think our coaches is, is good with, um, you know, hearing feedback with, with guys that have experience. Um, I feel like early on it was, you know, me having to get used to it. Um, and I feel like over the last couple of year, weeks, I'm, I'm growing in the defense, like with my responsibilities on the defense and, you know, how I can try to make more plays or where I can be better. Um, I feel like early in the year, you know, I was more hesitant, not triggering as fast and, and things like that. And I feel like game by game, I'm getting better um, with my reads and, and, and where I'm supposed to be, you know, and also being able to, you know, help everybody else, you know, saying uh, um, knowing everybody's job within the defense, you know, because that that really takes time. You know, early on, I was playing multiple positions, so I had to focus on, all right, how do I do this? How does this compare to what I'm used to doing and things like that? But now it's more things starting to become second nature to me. Let's do this. Uh, we're talking with Adrian Amos, uh, safety for the Green Bay Packers. We're going to step away for a moment, come back, and wrap it up with the final segment here for the Lodge Kohler kickoff. And it's brought to you by our friends at Hupie and Abraham. A lot more of the Lodge Kohler kickoff as we talk with Adrian Amos next. Welcome back to Lodge Kohler kickoff. We are broadcasting live here at Lodge Kohler. We are in Green Bay. Adrian Amos, uh, safety for the Green Bay Packers, joining us here uh, at the uh, at the table as we uh, wrap things up. So uh, we were sitting here talking a little bit uh, off the air about, uh, you know, what you play because you're playing safety, then you're in dime. You guys play a ton of dime. Yeah. You, you guys are in that quite a bit. So it's it's learning different positions. It's getting comfortable in different positions. At what point did you realize and say, I think I got this? Um, I don't know if it was a, a particular game or anything that, you know, it just it hit me or anything. It was just it's just been a gradual improvement um, just with things becoming second nature, how, you know, less thinking and more just playing football. Yeah. So it, week by week and you kind of go through that progression. Defensively speaking, where do you feel this team is at? Um, I feel like just like how I felt myself, I feel like that's how this te- defense has been. Um, I just feel like week by week we've been gradually improving what we've done. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, I don't really know if that has, you know, translated into the the yards thing or anything like that. But I know just going in film, we're improving, you know, with, you know, with communication, with where everybody's supposed to be and just playing a little bit faster. Kenny and Zedarius have a chip on their shoulder, not being uh, not being selected to the Pro Bowl. I think everybody does. Um, just just in general, um, you you don't put too much stock into the Pro Bowl, but um, you know any added you know any added inspiration, you know everybody will take it. You go up against a pretty good defense this week. Not that you're personally going to be on the field when that defense is there, but do you feel as a defender at times that you have to match what it is? the other team brings especially if you're facing a really good defense oh for sure i mean um you know you got to beat the other team defense as well as you know we we have to we i mean we're playing against um you know kirk cousins and stefan Diggs, but um you know the goal is to have more points than they do so um you know if if our offense out there and they're getting three and outs we gotta go and we gotta get three and outs um, if our offense not scoring, we gotta get takeaways to give them in better, you know, better field position. So, 
um, you know, with, you know, we, we haven't always played our best game as a team, but, you know, I feel like, you know, when our offense has been struggling, defense has been playing well. When defense has been struggling, offense has been playing well. So um, I think that's why we have 11 wins. Do you guys feel like you're close? It could be, the, the argument is, are you a mediocre team that has hit things in stride and timing has been your, your, your benefactor and some turnovers? Or do you feel like you're a really good team that hasn't hit your stride and you've won 11 games in spite of, and when you put it all together, you're going to fly? Yeah, I mean, man, 11 wins is hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it don't. There's a perception out there. When you watch you know, a lot of the shows, they'll say, well, it's a, it's an 11-3 and three team, but uh, here's all the flaws, you know. Exactly. And I, we try to break it down. That's what we try to do to be realistic. But it's almost like you don't get respect. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's uh, Memphis or somebody in Conference USA. You know what I'm right. saying? We, it's, it's the, just the NFL. Um, you know, we play in one of the, you know, tougher divisions. Um, and, you know, and we win 11 games. So regardless of how things shake out, who you think is good, who who you don't, um, we just, you know, want to put ourselves in the best situation in the playoffs. And then, you know, it, it's game by game. I look at it this way. You get a couple wins, you only have a couple more really cold games because you got a dome this week, a dome next week, and then yeah. – uh, then uh, you get back to cold weather and home and, and get a few, hopefully, wins, and then uh, off to Miami. Yeah, and it's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Adrian Amos has been our guest. We certainly appreciate it. Man, have a good Christmas with the family. Hopefully you're having a joyous one after yeah. the Monday night game and the contest over there, and then uh, we will talk again, I know, uh, real soon. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. There you go. Adrian Amos, safety for the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes. Thanks to our sponsors, Lodge Kohler, Hupie, and Abraham, under Warmer, Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame, Green Bay Legends Cruise, and Lammy Sports Management. Time for us to get out of here. Get home safe, everybody. Have a good night. See ya. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.